Hello and welcome to the Lee Schools TV podcast. I'm Adam Wright. Joining us today is Callie Adkinson, a recent graduate of Cypress Lake High School and is now a professional entertainer. Callie, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me today. You're quite welcome. Um, so Lee Beyer, who works here at the school district in the fine and performing arts department, reached out to me a couple weeks ago and, want, and, and said that you would be great to have on the podcast. And she said, you got to grab her while she's still in town. <laughs> so you have been, you said, uh, like I said, a recent graduate of Cypress Lake High School. You graduated just in 2017. Yes. And you've been working for the past six months on a cruise ship. Yes, I have. Yeah, I just got off of uh, Brilliance of the Seas, which is a Royal Caribbean ship. Um, and I was a featured singer on that ship for the last six months. Yeah. So yeah, what was that like? It was totally incredible. Um, it was something I'd always wanted to do, but I wasn't sure of when it would kind of happen in my life. So I moved to New York City in January, and within almost two weeks of being there, I got my uh, contract from Royal Caribbean, and I moved everything back and started rehearsals uh, for about two months, and then we got onto the ship. Um, we were in the Caribbean for about three weeks, and then we made a 15-day crossing to Europe, where I spent uh, the remaining five and a half months in um, the Mediterranean, the Baltic, and the British Isles, which was so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at you know, just a couple years removed from high school, and you're mm -hmm. already traveling the world, and uh, it's got to be kind of um, hard to believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And one of the things I loved the most was getting to perform so consistently on the ship, um, getting to perform musical theater stuff, which is what I love to do most, but also getting to do rock, uh, pop, and singing in different languages, <laughs> which is something I didn't think I would ever do, but that do was... Do you know other languages, or do you just nope. memorize the, the songs? <laughs> yeah, they kind of just gave me um, a few songs that were in Spanish. I only did Spanish till about fifth grade, um, so that was all behind me. Um, so I just memorized specifically what the songs were, and yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, you know take a quick look and listen uh, to one of your performances on board the cruise ship. Great. All right, that I mean that that was awesome. Thank what, you. What, what song is that? That was Defying Gravity from Wicked the Musical, oh, okay. which is one of my favorite musicals. Um, it's something that I kind of manifest and hope to do actually one day. Um, and that was from my personal set, which I was lucky enough to do. So me, as well as the other featured boy singer, got to do our own about forty-five minute show together, which allowed us to do whatever songs we wanted to with a full nine-piece orchestra, which was really awesome. And it was cool to sing songs that I've always wanted to sing, especially for an audience that really isn't um, known to listen to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. so you were up there by yourself on stage singing solo, yeah. spotlight right on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you had that kind of 
intimate performances before or is this kind of new to you? Not that I can remember. I mean, a lot of stuff before I've done the ship besides from musicals was all track based. Mm -hmm. So like I found my tracks on YouTube and I play it through a speaker, but this was so intense, but in a good way to be surrounded completely by a full live orchestra with Mm -hmm. no track behind you. And it just really felt like professional and, and real and it was it was an awesome opportunity so who the people that you're you're singing to are they there to see a show or are they are they eating dinner or how's it yeah so our theater on the ship was specifically for the shows of that evening um we brought on guest entertainers to the ship which they they often came and saw those as well um usually they're just drinking during during the shows but no eating it's not like a, a dinner theater um, it's a beautiful, nice size theater. I believe it held around 800 seats in it, which was pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, just being kind of there in the spotlight, uh, surrounded and seeing the audience and everything was amazing. So you tell, how does one get a job on a cruise ship as so, an entertainer? So there's um, really two ways to go about getting a job on a cruise ship. Um, Before I moved to New York, the first way was to submit virtually online. Um, Most cruise lines have their own portals that you can um, kind of enroll to and then submit uh, materials of you singing, materials of you dancing. And um, so I did that, and I actually got a response saying, we don't have anything for you at this time, which is completely normal from what I'd heard. Um, and then I moved to New York and I went to a big cattle call audition where there were about 40 other companies there auditioning. I knew that there were cruise lines there as well, but I wasn't sure what I was exactly wanting out of this big audition. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I sang about 30 seconds of a song and not even a minute after my audition, I had gotten an email from one of the casting directors saying, we would love to see you for a callback. Please uh, choose from this list of songs, two or three songs, um, and we'll see you then. So I went to this callback, and I was in the room for about 15 minutes, which was kind of unheard of from most audition experiences that I've had, because usually you go and you do your stuff and you leave. But they spent a really good amount of time with me to really see what I had to offer and see what they needed to see from me. Um, And so, yeah, really it's the option of submitting virtually and, um, you know, trying your luck with that. But they do usually like to see you live if you're a new hire. And then going about getting a job again, um, you usually will submit... Uh, request and from there they'll see if those requests fit you or if they feel uh, something else is better for you and then you may have another job which I was lucky enough to receive about a month away from ending my first contract. Well congratulations. Thank you. So you start you start your next stint on a cruise ship Uh, when's that? Yes I start rehearsals on Friday Um, so I've had about an 18 day vacation since I got off of Brilliance and then I'll be in rehearsals till January 12th which is when we'll board the ship and I get off August 22nd so I was on for six months my last contract and this is an eight month contract now so it's going to be different um, because it's longer and it will be a bigger ship which I'm very excited about and three different shows 
Uh, one is ship specific, so it's only on Adventure of the Seas, which is the next ship I'm going on. Um, and it's Vegas themed. I'll get to be Cher, which I'm very excited Ooh, about. Cool. Um, but yeah. So how does it work? So are you so? Do you sing? Do you do multiple performances a night, mm -hmm. multiple nights a week? How, how, how often are you up on stage singing? Um, so it depends on the types of cruises that uh, that ship does. Mm -hmm. So for me, we were doing 12-day Baltic and British Isles cruises, which is longer than most cruises do. So we had three shows at that time. We would do twice a night, but only once per cruise, if that makes sense. So... We would only be performing truly three nights of the 12-day cruises. Um, and then we'd also have smaller singing sets throughout the cruise um, in our centrum, which is like the big uh, guest area that goes from the first level of the cruise all the way up to the top level. So people are watching from all different decks. Um, and then also the personal set that you saw a bit of. Um, and then at that point, we do have the ability to go off and explore the ports. Um, we have mandatory workouts and dance classes that they're lucky enough to let the singers participate in, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's um, really specific to what the ship schedule is like. Mm -hmm. For Adventure of the Seas, uh, I'll be doing six to eight day cruises. So it will be a bit more intense than the than the 12 days that I experienced, but I, I kind of like that. I like being in more of a set schedule mm -hmm. and kind of being limited two times so I can get what I need done and everything like that. Yeah, I was going to ask like how much downtime there is if you're able to just kind of like go out on the deck and chill and sunbathe for a while yeah. if you want or how that works. Yeah, um, you know, some people after they saw what they needed to see of that place, they said, eh, I'll take a I'll take a chill day in, yeah. which I did quite a few times because you do need that on a ship. You know, it's um, it's an amazing job, but you are away from home and you are away from family and friends. So sometimes taking that time to relax and unwind and just take a day to yourself to to just do what you need to do is, is necessary. And as performers on a cruise ship, we are lucky that we, we do get that time. Did you ever, when you were in or uh, right after graduation, did you ever think you would be entertaining on a cruise ship or? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I had gone to college for a year. Mm -hmm. I went to a conservatory in New York. Um, unfortunately, it did just not work out for me. It's very expensive yeah, in New York, let alone <laughs> to go to school in New York. Um, so I had no clue that I'd be performing on a cruise ship at this age, let alone this soon. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, everything works out how it's supposed to, though. So yeah. I'm so happy I'm getting to do this now while I can. So then hopefully in the future, I'll just be able to settle down and be on land and <laughs> go from there. Yeah, I mean, probably the best time of life to do something like this, right? When you're still, you know, young and in your 20s. Yeah. Um, let's back up a little bit. So you, like I said, were, you, you went to Cypress Lake High School. Were you born and raised in Southwest Florida? Yep, born yeah. and raised. I still am currently residing in the same household that I have grown up in my entire life. Um, Until I, you board the ship again? Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously Cypress Lake is you know, no, known for being an arts school. Mm -hmm. So you studied 
the arts at Cypress yeah. Lake. Uh, Lee Beyer was telling me that you're a triple threat, so not only do you <laughs> sing, but you, you dance and act as well. Yes, yes. Um, I was lucky enough at Cypress to be a theater major, um, but I was also able to take classes in uh, the vocal department and the dance department. I was a part of um, the a cappella group, which is pretty well known throughout the, the school district. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in that since I was a freshman till I was a senior. Um, and, you know, um, just being in the center, you were able to take any other center classes that you wanted to if you were able to fit it into your schedule, which I think is one of the most amazing parts about Cyprus is you have the ability to try and do things that you want to do. And, you know, there are other people who are doing that as well. So you don't feel like the oddball, you yeah. know? Um, so I really enjoyed doing all the different things I could in the Center for the Arts. So how did going to Cypress Lake High and the all the different advantages they offer there for students interested in the performing arts, how did that prepare you for your job on the cruise ship? It really allowed me to work on my singing, my dancing, and my acting um, just in a in a test-free zone, like, you know, you could just make mistakes and and you had people who were there supporting you and lifting you up. And um, it was just a really good environment to be in. Um, It also helped me realize that, you know, everything at that school is capable of doing it for itself. So like the the musicals, we did everything in-house. We didn't bring anything outside to help us with getting that stuff up. It was all, you know, our media department helping us, our art department helping us, um, which really helped me uh, collaborate, mm-hmm. I think, because, um, you know, you'd have to reach out to other people for help rather than looking towards the outside, which is another really, really good part about Cyprus. Um, but I really think it helped me just blossom and shape into part of the person I am today through all the teacher's help and um, all of the opportunities that they allowed for us there. So singing, dancing, acting, which one do you like the best? Singing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I say um, if you're a singer or a dancer, you're an actor as well, because in singing and dancing, you have to be able to emote and, and show what you're singing or dancing through. So acting is just part of it. If you're a if you're a singer or a dancer, you're an actor as well, I say. <laughs> How old were you and and when did you realize when did you first start becoming really interested in in the arts? Um I did my first community theater production when I was 6 years old, but my mom and I definitely remember just dancing and singing around the house from a very young age, um, putting on my own shows in the living room or in the front lawn. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, community theater was what I did for quite a while. Um, And then I got my first professional job at 11 at the Broadway Palm Dinner Theater. And then I uh, started getting paid professionally at the age of 15 working there. Um, And that was where I was almost every summer until I graduated. Um, And after, when I had to leave college, I came back and I worked there for about four months consistently. And um, yeah, it's performing has just kind of always been what I wanted to do. I tried the sports stuff. I tried the academic stuff. It just wasn't as appealing to me as performing was. 
um, how essential do you think it was for you to get that experience, not only at Cyprus, but also, like you said, so you worked at the Broadway Palm mm-hmm. starting at age 11 and then, you know, professionally started getting paid at 15. It was mostly during the summers or? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. How, how essential was that for your to your development and growth? I think it was very essential because I really enjoyed um, working with adults. And even in high school, I kind of uh, grew more towards people older than me just because I I found I really looked up to them and I found a sense of uh, maturity and um, something to look up to. So being in a professional environment and an environment where I am with older people um, was something that I think really helped me grow up as a as a student and a young adult in theater because you know you can have your fun and you can enjoy what you do but you also need to remember that at the end of the day it is a job and and I was very thankful that they took on someone as young as I was in comparison to other people who were there who had graduated college and had been working in this industry for a while and so it really helped me grow up fast, but in a good way so that I can understand really what it takes to, to be in this business. So at the Broadway Palm, any shows you were in that people might recognize? Yeah. Um, I did the summer shows of Mary Poppins, um, Footloose, Wizard of Oz, and then went into 42nd Street and Elf, which were two really, really fun shows for me to do. So other than, you know, musicals and what you're doing on the cruise ships, what other kind of performances have you done? I think I saw a video of you singing the national anthem at some sporting <laughs> events. Yeah, I did the national anthem for quite a while, just mm-hmm. around um, baseball games and City of Palms. Um, it was something I did when I was really young, and it was just something that I continued to keep doing for a while when, when I was asked to or if there was an audition um, and I actually haven't done it in a while, but that was something that I remember doing mm-hmm. very consistently. And, um, the national anthem is much harder to sing than people think it is. I bet. So how, how old were you the first time you ever did one? Oh gosh. Uh, maybe a, 10 or 11 years yeah. old. Yeah. But was it in a big stadium or? It s- was at, um, What's the what's the where one the, baseball stadium? The twi- where the Twins play or the yeah. Red Sox? Okay, yeah. Yes. It used to be Hammond Stadium. Yes, Hammond Stadium. CenturyLink Stadium, I think it's called now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was there. Um, and then I did sing once at the Boston, one yeah. of the Boston I, and Orioles game, okay. I believe. Yeah. Is it still Hammond Stadium at CenturyLink Sports Complex? I think, I don't know. Somebody <laughs> will correct me. Um, okay, so you're 11 years old and you're in... Hammond Stadium? Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> I bet. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to be pretty nerve-wracking, right? Yeah. To and perform in front of thousands of people like that? And it's also a completely different environment because you get this echo feedback that makes mm. you think, oh my gosh, I need to go slower, I need to go faster. And it was very overwhelming. It was something to get used to, definitely. But once I kind of got the hang of it to just keep your pace, no matter what you're hearing from the outside, and then, you know, you finish it and People people really enjoy hearing that, so it was good to hear the applause and the cheering and stuff, especially mm. at that age. Yeah, and like you said, the national anthem much harder than people realize. Is it because, like, 
if you screw up one word, everybody will know? Or <laughs> That was part of it. But also, um, the, the way it starts off, whatever key you choose to do it in, mm. it starts off much lower and then gets much higher. So mm. you kind of have to really practice what works best for you. And, and that came with time and definitely doing it in the shower and, and <laughs> everything like that. <laughs> Did you ever screw up the words? I don't think I ever screwed up the words. I definitely feared screwing up yeah, the words before. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else? Other Any other kind of um, performances that you've done? Um, How much dancing have you done? Dancing? Is that part of the musicals that yeah, you've been in and things? Dancing was um, something I learned from just being in productions. Mm-hmm. Um, I only took about a few months of tap class at a studio um, everything else was just self-taught. I often watched videos of dance and tried to recreate it myself. I practiced stuff in my front yard. Um, I, yeah, I credit a lot of my dance ability to just being in, in productions mm-hmm. and learning myself. Um, but I enjoy dancing when I do get to, but it's, it's rare now being a singer on a ship mm-hmm. because you're singing specifically just singing what if you had to you know if there are young students out there listening to this who are either either in the arts Mm -hmm. or you know thinking about getting they have an interest in in the arts what would you tell them you know somebody who's gone through it at cypress lake and then graduated and is now doing it professionally yeah what would you say to them as far as you know why is it important to participate in the performing arts and how it can help people grow Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that performing arts, whether it be singing, dancing, or acting, just creates a space that is um, capable of just creating and being vulnerable and making mistakes and being okay with making mistakes. I believe that being in the arts, there's no right or wrong. There's just exploring and getting to be yourself while also getting to be someone else. Because while you are playing characters and in productions and in scenes and songs, you're still being yourself in that. So I think it's great for students or kids who are wanting to, you know, try performing to understand that there's no right or wrong. Nobody can tell you that what you're doing is wrong because it's performing, it's make-believe while still getting to be yourself and put yourself into whatever you're doing. Um, And I think it's really important, even if it's not something that you want to do when you're older, to at least give it a try because, again, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It's a matter of having fun, exploring, trying, being vulnerable, and definitely working with other people because a lot of what uh, performing is is working with other people, collaborating ideas, collaborating emotions and feelings and uh, getting to just play and, and make believe. And, you know, it's something magical, when, which is what attracted me to it when I was so young. Is It's just fun to, mm. to get to be something else. Um, yeah. I like what you said. You said you can be yourself while also being somebody else. Mm-hmm. You should. You should um, in performing because you can find a way to connect to anything and you can make up a scenario to be able to connect to it. So mm-hmm. that's that's truly what I love most about it. And I think 
people need to realize that that's that's performing is you know what we are doing is real it's just a matter of what you perceive it as and especially to get to the level that you're at takes a lot of hard work and and practice and and training as well right and kind of learn to get a regiment down and Mm -hmm. really yeah and you have to have a tough you have to have tough thick skin to to be in this business and um that's something I learned from a young age as well um being in a professional environment is you know you're going to be told no many times that doesn't mean that what you're doing is wrong it just means that you know it's uh it's it's not what they're looking for or they're looking for something else and um that's not a bad thing it's it's going to help you grow and it's going to help you become really who you are and the performer that you need to be. Yeah. So uh, what would you say to somebody who's like, man, I'm really, I really like acting or singing, but I'm so afraid of embarrassing myself in front of other people or like, it's hard, it's hard to be goofy in front Mm -hmm. of a crowd of people and, you know, people get embarrassed and in their own heads a lot is there a secret or a trick to getting over that or it's you just gotta not care I think it's different for everyone everyone has their their ways of um kind of blocking out what people think and what people um may perceive what you're doing as um but for me it's really just understanding that what I'm doing is important and what I'm doing is something that I'm truly enjoying and people are either going to take that and see that or they're going to they're going to think what they want of it and at the end of the day as long as you're happy with what you're doing that's yeah. that's really all that matters. That was always the probably the hardest part for me. I was a theater minor in college. Oh, nice. Um and I you know I took some improv classes and you know you're just being really goofy in front of mm. people that you don't really know that well and um, I, you don't really know me that well, but if you know, people listening, but I am actually a really super cool guy. <laughs> and, um, so it was, I always yeah. wanted to be, you know, have that persona. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'm cool. I don't need to be, you know, so goofy. And it, eventually the more you do it, the less you care. And, yeah. you know, it got easier over time, but mm-hmm. that was always like the hardest kind of obstacle for me to get over was, all right, I can't care what these people who I yeah. will never see again after this classes over this semester I just you know can't care what they think yeah. just be goofy and yeah. silly mm-hmm. um all right so so what's next for you I know short short term you have your you have your another stint on the yep. cruise ship yeah for how long again again you said eight months on eight the months. ship yeah so that's that's short term short term what's next eight months um and then after that, I would like to move back to New York City and kind of settle down and be on land for a while. Um, I want to have my own place um, and start kind of working towards possibly joining the union, um, which is what you have to do to be on Broadway. And mm. ultimately... So is that, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Your ultimate career goal, Broadway? Broadway, yeah. yeah. I, I can't even put a, a timeline on it because it's going to happen when it happens. Yeah. And it takes a lot of of hard work to get there. I've gotten the chance to speak to a lot of people who have kind of gone through that already and who are on Broadway. Um, and you know, I just have to realize that it's a go with the flow and work really hard to, to get there and, and be and do what you want. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. All right, Callie, what's your favorite book? My favorite book is the perks of, uh, we're going to cut that. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) 
<laughs> Perks of Being a Wallflower? Perks of Being a Wallflower, okay. yes. I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. It's great. I thought it's, the movie was pretty good. The movie was yeah. good, and the thing I appreciate about it the most is it's almost completely mm. like the book. That's key. Yep. Yeah. Nothing annoys me more than when they change stuff unnecessarily. Yeah. Even like, you know, sometimes they cut stuff out for time because mm-hmm. you can't fit as much into a movie than you can into a book, but yeah. when they just like, like why? Uh, anyway. why do that? Um, okay, what's your favorite movie or TV show? Or I guess for you, you know, what's your favorite musical or play? Or I can't answer movies because I really I'm not a movie person. Okay, um, you can leave now if you. Oh, know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> TV show, The Office. Definitely. Oh, me too. All right, nice. I've watched it. I don't know how many times. Um, Who's music- your favorite character? Sorry. Oh gosh. I'm just gonna stop right um, here for a second. Talk about The Office. I love Andy, really. Really? I do. <laughs> I love Dwight. I mean, who okay. who doesn't? Yeah. Um, really, all of them in their own way. They just have... The... I should have said, who's your favorite character and why is it Michael? <laughs> but I like that slide. I mean, Michael, I believe, is everybody's favorite character <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Office, definitely. Musicals, I love Mary Poppins. Um, and then recently, because I just saw it, was Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you ever, um, oh, you said you've done Mary Poppins. Yeah, which is in... what I think grew me towards liking it yeah. so much. Um, you've never been in Moulin Rouge? No, that is brand new to Broadway, so that, oh. will, that will be a while. Maybe one day. <laughs> uh, okay, who is your, do you have a favorite song or a favorite uh, musical artist? Favorite artist is Beyonce. Nice. Yeah. Just Why all not? songs by Beyonce, yeah. everything Beyonce. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. What was your favorite school subject in school growing up besides um, performing besides arts? Performing yeah. arts. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed anatomy in okay. high school um, from what I remember of like middle school. I, I did enjoy science as much as I didn't get that A in the class. I, I enjoyed learning about, um, you know, how stuff works, really. Do you listen to that podcast? How stuff works. I have a few times, okay. but not not enough. Because I know you said you listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. What yeah. are some of your favorites? Uh. You don't. We don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, if you could have dinner with anyone, living or dead, who would it be and why? Can't say Beyonce. Share. Oh, okay. It would be Share. Um, I feel like she comes from a really interesting background and. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't really know how she came to be Cher, and she's just a really strong boss, independent woman. Um, and so I'd love to kind of pick her brain about what she thinks of certain things and how she got to where she is and who, how she is the way she is because she's just a force, really. Mm. So if you had like a, a, a role model performer, Beyonce or Cher, or <sighs> I really can't pick pick anyone specifically because there are quite a few people who I look up to and who inspire me as a performer and a person to kind of just live my life and and be who I want to be as a performer so yeah there's a few people all right uh Callie Atkinson uh graduate of Cypress Lake High School and professional entertainer and maybe future Broadway star (laughs) good luck with your future we're all rooting for you you. and thank you so much for coming on the podcast appreciate it I appreciate it all right and thank you for watching listening we'll see you next time